Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I will be talking about uh, banning petrol and diesel cars. Uh, the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development says Ireland needs to step up measures on climate, biodiversity and water. And uh, the, in the latest Environment's Performance Review of Ireland focuses on transport, which it says will be the key to reducing emissions. I want to know, by the way, if you have the experience of an electric car. Maybe you have one already. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the question I'm going to be asking is, do you support the idea of banning the sale of petrol and diesel cars in the next nine years essentially they'd be gone do you support it do you think it's a good idea do you think it'll work do you think we'll be able to charge them all will we be able to produce enough electricity to charge them all we'll have to use more fossil fuels to do that in fairness or do you think maybe hybrids are a better solution or some people even suggested by the way hydro cars which is water Paul you're an Ireland's classic kids. how are you doing how are you doing, Niall? How's it going? Good. Now, so the suggestion is that we have to be, this is part of the Climate Action Bill published by the government and it does include a section Talking about the banning of sale of new petrol and diesel cars from 2030, nor the importation of second-hand petrol and diesel cars from that date. And they've talked about banning the diesel cars from 2025, actually. The petrol cars obviously allowing them a bit longer because they'd be a hybrid as well. So, I mean, is it going to work? I don't think so. Like, I can see it working for, you know, the normal, you know, Joe Soap, you know, mommy, daddy, two, three kids going shopping in, in a Toyota Prius or whatever like that. that that's probably fine. But... For people that actually have to use their vehicle for work, like taxis, for example, um, and in the construction industry, landscape industry, farming industry, um, like I work in construction, and I have a Land Cruiser, and, you know, I don't, I'm not one of these people who drive around in a Land Cruiser looking pretty. I use it for towing diggers, towing, you know, heavyweights, driving off-road, you know, what are we going to do when I can't buy my Land Cruiser because... I have to drive an electric car. Well, I'm assuming, I mean, look, we've come a long way in 10 years. I'm assuming within the next 10 years, you know, that the, the torque of these vehicles, because as it is at the moment, you know, maybe they wouldn't be as powerful as a diesel car. They're certainly quicker, uh, but they wouldn't be as powerful, uh, you know, torque-wise. I'm assuming the torque will get better. I'm assuming in the next 10 years, the problem we have with sitting in a garage for 45 minutes waiting for them to charge will get better as well. And I'm hoping if all those things will get better. And it'll be like with like, because the, the biggest problem is going to be charging the Jays things. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? It's Like, charging them is, is a major issue. You know what I mean? Like, it, it takes so long. Well, you you know, I mean, um, I know people will say you can plug it into your house overnight, and that's well and good if you're only doing, you know, a reasonable amount of mileage during the day. But if you're not doing a reasonable amount of mileage like yourself, and you're doing, you know, you're using it for work... You're going to use up, what's the, nowadays, what are they, 400 miles or kilometres is the kind of range on some of the better ones. Yeah. Some people would exactly. do, that, do that in a few hours. Oh, yeah, because I, I, like, we, we walk all over the country. Like, I, I could be in Dublin on a Monday, and then on a Tuesday or Wednesday, I could be in the middle of Black Arctic Kerry. Right, and you, and you don't have time to be stopping off at, a, at your local garage for 45 minutes. Uh, absolutely not. Like, if I drive from Dublin and I'm towing a three-ton minigigger behind my Jeep, like, it uses a full tank of diesel. <laughs> so how many charges an electric would that take? Well, what, I, what I'm thinking about is, when you go to your average, you know, um, well, I was going to say stat oil, they're gone, apple green. You go to your average apple green, and you see the amount of, the volume of people coming in and out and stopping off at the pumps. They're always busy, right? If that was electric, and we all had to stay there for 45 minutes or 30 minutes, or even if we got it down to, say, 15 minutes, 
I don't know where all these people are going to be. They're going to have like, massive forecourts with all these chargers everywhere. Oh, absolutely. So where are we all going to waste? Where are we all going to charge these things? And to produce, if we suddenly, for example, tomorrow clicked our fingers and made every vehicle electric, where are we going to get this electricity from? There wouldn't be enough on the grid. We're going to have to use more fossil fuel to produce more electricity because certainly wind farms are not the answer. So where are we going to get this electricity from? Unless they import it from another country's grid. Mm. Like in the UK from um, the DFL in France, they yeah. import the um, French electricity, or from wherever they get, they'll eventually work out to bring it over from China or whatever. I don't know the, the, the engineering and logistics of it, but like that's crazy. Yeah, like that, that's crazy. Okay, so you can't see your buy, yourself buying a, an electric vehicle in the next ten years. No, no. Okay, not. Robbie. Well, hold on, Robbie. You're in Ireland's classic kids. How, How are you doing? Uh, Robbie, I mean, it's all well and good having a plan, and I understand the purpose yeah. of the plan. It's for the environment, keep the CO2 emissions down, but it doesn't sound practical. In, two, in 2021, it doesn't, but it's, gonna, it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in 2030, but it will happen in time. You know, I just don't, as you said, like, the forecourts will have to turn into electric forecourts and so on, you know. Um, the infrastructure that we need for it is not there. Like, even when you're looking at building new housing, estates, they should be... Um, putting them in place. I know that you, um, your researchers there were telling me that when you go in an electric car, you get a home kit to charge your car at home. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, there's, there's things that they're looking at now, like wave power and stuff like that, you know. But, like, in, I, I'd imagine it's, this is probably going to be more of a 2040 thing than a 2030 thing. You know, but it will happen, and it's kind of like I'm never changing. Well, are we I'm not? not are we not trying to force an issue? I mean, when we look at, say, you know, the invention of the car, we go right back to Henry Ford's days and those first cars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a natural progression of how vehicles operate. I mean, diesel yeah. cars now, for example, are nothing like diesel cars 25 years ago. Diesel cars 25 years ago had a plume of black smoke out of the back of them. Yeah. Now, diesel yeah. cars are as clean, if not cleaner, in some sense, than petrol cars. You know, so yeah. I, I think you know. I think we had to let things naturally progress. I mean, hybrids have become reasonably popular, and for taxi drivers, that would be a good solution. But I think yeah. to abolish the idea of a fuel or a fossil fuel completely is probably not going to work out. What about hybrids? Surely, if that's a great yeah. idea that you have a petrol car with high mileage, you're getting 120 miles to the gallon, and it's it's basically producing its own electricity to charge its own battery. Surely, that's a much better possibility. Yeah, it is, and I, th- and I think that the, the hybrid will will replace all the diesel and the petrol in time. And as I said, like I, I don't see this coming in twenty thirty, but I do see it coming in time. You know, like it was the Greens who sold us that the diesel cars were better ten years That's ago. Right. Years they wanted us to buy the diesel cars. Yeah, you know, they they told us buy the diesel cars. We're going to give you special deals here to get a diesel car, and then they turn around and go, "We well, you know what? No, we were no, we want to get rid of diesel cars again." Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's probably somebody who was on a horse and cart. Was, 150 years ago I'll never get one of those cars I don't think they'll ever work out you know I, I, I'm not somebody that would say never to say never but I think but, yeah, but what about what about Paul and people in industry you know driving JCBs and haulage trucks and somebody mentioned yeah. even Kango hammers or things like that that may run on small diesel engines yeah, we can't replace all that with electric because we just don't have the capacity to do that I mean you're not <laughs> going to get a JC an electric JCB look I, I don't know <laughs> sorry Paul <laughs> They do actually have them. Oh, they do have electric JCBs, do they? Yeah, there's already electric tools there. Oh, I didn't know there was. No, they just need to, they just need to be stronger. You know, the yeah, the torque in them isn't very good, is it? I don't you know. You video, um, knocking around, plugged into the generator, charging overnight. So that kind of defeats yeah. the purpose. Well it, do, well, it does defeat the purpose if you're turning on a generator to charge it. <laughs> 
I mean, that seems daft, Robbie. If we're buying, if you're buying an electric JCB or electric truck, and you're buying a generator to charge it overnight, with which is using diesel, it seems kind of pointless. Yeah, but as I said, look at there. There's loads of different things that are going to change, you know. But like as I said, I I think that the car industry will change, not in the next nine years, but over the next twenty or twenty five years, it definitely will change. Like you know. But one thing that I've noticed about them, I was only saying that to Ashley there, was that you need to make them a bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tend to creep up on you in car parks. Yeah, exactly. They tend to creep up in car parks. So I don't know if... I don't know well, there was, but there was a suggestion there going back a while ago. I think they did it, actually. Didn't Jaguar put a little kind of speaker under the bonnet of the front that you can turn it on that makes the sound of a car? Is they? Well, yeah, because yeah. they really do kind of speak <laughs> up on you. Well, it's something we'll have to get used to, I think. But I mean, by the way, have either one of you driven an electric car? No. Paul? No, you, I never. No, I, no. I haven't. I haven't uh, dry, driven one either. But I, I, my son did have a go, but he said they were quite, they were quite quick. They're quite fast. They accelerate very quickly. And it's, a, it's like learning to drive again. It's a very different type of driving experience. And I, I'm not against the driving experience. I think it might be nice. But in saying that. I just don't think we have the infrastructure for it. I don't think it's the way forward, and I don't think it's the—I don't think it's what we really are looking for. I think there's better resources out there, um, but I do want to hear from people with or who might already have an electric car. By the way, uh, how are you getting on with it? Uh, Paul's concerns is obviously that he uses his car a lot, and he run, he'll run out of fuel or electricity very very quickly the other concern somebody says now the batteries in these things go as well uh, and they have to be replaced which is a problem as well because they have to mine for these batteries as well which is another issue by the way a whole other issue and they're what are they lithium ion batteries they have to be replaced probably every 10 years in these cars and they're quite expensive and that's another issue those batteries have to be produced and i remember reading an article in relation to this and the production of the batteries the production of these cars costs 100,000 miles of carbon emissions so it's the same as 100,000 miles on a diesel car for to produce an electric car if you get what i mean so unless you're going to get more than 100,000 miles out of it it's not going to make any difference to the environment when you look at how we reproduce them. So I want to know, are you in favour of getting rid of petrol and diesel cars? Do you have an electric car? And what's it like? Well, right, let me go to Paul. Paul, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Paul? Hi, Noel. How's things? Good. I mean, you're in the middle of buying a new car. Good, yeah. luck, good luck to you. What are you thinking of, by the way? Have you got a plan? I, tell you, I need look. I, I need look. The pen, the backside. I've been researching for at least, I don't know, two, three months. I'm yeah. blue in the face, looking around at what's best, my best option. And, and what, and what we, are you looking at at the moment? What's on your mind at the moment? What are you looking at? Well, I'm looking for, let's say, a new car, okay? And I'd love to go fully electric, but okay. I can't, first of all, I can't charge it because I have, I'd have to build a drive-in and everything, you know, to put the charger close to the car. I can't put it out on the road. I can't have a, a cable going. But our ESB, or where it is, the ESB networks, are they not providing still, I think they were at one stage, the charge points in your house for free? Yeah, at one, at one the, point, they were. there's a grant available as well, isn't there? Oh, there is. There yeah. is a grant, and that's great. But you have to bring the cable to your car. Now, my car is parked out on the road. I don't ah, have right. a driver. Oh, you don't have a driver, right, okay. No, and most people don't. An awful lot of people yeah, don't. Of course they don't. Yeah, you're right, you're right. A lot of people don't have right, a space. So I can't there. bring the cable across the footpath. If anybody trips over it, they sue me. So yeah. that's not an option for me. Plus, the range in an electric car. I have to drive to Wedgford Town every second weekend and back in a couple of hours. Okay. So... I wouldn't make it. Yeah, the, the range on them seems to vary, depending on which one you buy. Anywhere from, say, 250, 300 kilometres yeah. to 480, I think see, so I've seen one of them advertised recently. So that's about 300 miles at max, probably. Yeah, so we'd be cutting the fine. 
even if I could, but as I say, I can't charge the car up in any case, so it's just not an option to me. So my option is petrol, diesel, or hybrid. Okay. Now, when you're the hybrid and an absolute scam, they'll actually probably do more damage to the environment than either petrol or diesel. And what, why, do you and think, why do you think that's the case? Surely, surely they're better because you're getting more miles to the gallon, so to speak, aren't you? You'd think so. Now, if you're do, that, well, if you're doing short journeys. Yes. In and around town, driving probably 20, 25 kilometres an hour. Yeah, they're running on electric, yeah. You're on electric. Once you start driving on petrol or diesel, you're pulling those big batteries around and several... I, I, was, to- I was told this by somebody else actually in the car business because I was thinking yes. about buying a hybrid for my next car and he said, what sort of mileage? And I said, well, most of the mileage I'm doing is long distance and he says, well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be bothered. I was told by several lads in garages. Now, they know a lot more about cars than me and they weren't just trying to pull the sales trick on me because I was willing to buy a hybrid or an electric, or sorry, or a, a petrol or a diesel. And they all told me that the weight of the batteries is like having probably three to four people in your car. And once you're driving on diesel or petrol, even if you only got one person in the car, it's like pulling a full car around and you're pulling off more petrol. Right, okay. So, yeah, I think I think the hybrids are more beneficial to people who are not travelling long journeys or are doing very short journeys in and around cities because the electric engine uh, motor kicks in every yeah. now and again. Well, even that, okay, even, so you're you're kind of caught between you're caught. You don't know what to be doing. By the way, do you think we'll get rid of tw- by twenty thirty petrol and diesel cars? Will they be gone by twenty thirty? Do you believe that'll happen? Well, I certainly hope not because my only option really at the moment is to get a clean diesel. Clean and diesel. the clean diesels, as you said earlier. Really clean oh, they, well, they've come. They've come a long way now. Yeah, I, I have yeah. a, I have a three-year-old diesel car, and I have to say, it is by far the best car I've ever had, mm. and, and it is clean. I've never seen a plume of smoke. I've never seen anything come out of it. Uh, but stay there for a second. Let me just go to Mark as well. Marker in Ireland's classic kids. Say, doing Mark. How are you doing? Well, um, I'm a taxi driver. I think it's the way to go with um, the electric. Um, uh, for us, anyway. I'm driving a diesel car for the last... My last three cars have been diesel, but my next one is going to be electric. I like the the hybrids as well. I think they're the way to go too. Well, for a taxi but, driver, that'll be grand because you're in and around town a lot. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be up and down that M50 too. I don't <laughs> mind. I'll just pull in and I'll pull in if it comes to it and I'll just I'll sit back for... Well, what I'm chasing is I'm going for the Tesla. I've been looking at the Tesla, you know. Oh, the Teslas, crazy, yeah, yeah. You know? It is pricey. They, for, they um, are expensive. So, what, I mean, for your basic Tesla, I mean, how much were you looking? How much were, you, were they talking? 47500 right. Now, I can get, I get an Eddie Grant, yeah? Yeah. Of, um, we can get an Eddie Grant through the... Uh, an Eddie Grant. <laughs> an Eddie Grant, you know, you have to call him Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you get a grant from the government. How much is the grant? Is it, what is it, six grand or something? Ten grand for oh, the taxi 10. driver, so okay. I bring it down to thirty-seven and a half. You know, right? And I, I can either sell me own. Now, at the moment, if if a taxi driver has three hundred thousand on his car kilometers, we say, and I'll scrap this car next year, and it comes up to twenty grand for an Eddie Grant. And, and how much kind of mileage are you doing as a taxi driver in a week? When you're now, I'm not talking about COVID. The, I'm talking about forget uh, about COVID. When, when we're back to normal. Pre-COVID, I was doing 400,000, 4,000, 400 kilometres a a day, you know. Okay, so you're going to have to stop to charge that every day. Definitely, I'm definitely going to have to stop, because once you start... Yeah, but that's not an ideal situation. I mean, listen, listen, if you listen to our previous caller, Paul, he, he, he lives his house, he doesn't even have a front garden. 
So where is he going to charge it? He's going to have to well, stop at a garage. To, you're definitely going to have to get it charged into your um, into your house. Have where, but where? Uh, you can get it going into your front garden, Will. He hasn't got a front garden. Well, he's in an apartment, is he? Well, no, he doesn't have a front garden. Some houses don't have actually gardens. They just have the gate a few, you know, a few metres away from the front door. I'm assuming that's the way Paul's is. So he'd have to run the cable across the footpath. Well, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that people with leafs. They have the, the Nissan leaf. And I've seen wires coming out of the house and coming down. Across you know, the footpath? Yeah, but some of, them, some of them you can put plugs on the bottom of your... If you're in an apartment, you can put a plug on the bottom. I don't know about someone coming along and plugging into Well, I, I'm assuming all, all <laughs> new apartments being built are probably going to have charging points for each apartment downstairs or something like that in the car parks. That's in the future, right? But, you know, yeah. he's in a bit of a pickle because unless he st- digs up the footpath, he can't bury the wire. Someone's going to trip over it and kill themselves. So, in other words, he's going to have to he's going to have to keep going to the garage off to his local apple green and stick it in and have a burger and chips while he's waiting. I mean, that's not an ideal situation for everybody, Mark. It's not. Yeah, but sometimes, you, you know, you're going to sit down. I know where there's a couple of charges. There's a couple of them in hotels where you could go into a hotel and pay two euro for your parking. You know, and just plug in. Yeah, but I, like, I wouldn't have the time for that kind of nonsense to be hanging around hotels in the middle of the day. Mm. Polly, listen, but I mean, Paul, I do understand what Mark is saying. From a point of view of a taxi driver, he can save himself a lot of money with an electric car. Mind you, you, you can be sure the government are going to start putting taxes on the electricity he is regardless. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's going to get more expensive. Sorry, Paul? I would love to get an all-electric car. It's just not feasible for me. And to fully charge an all-electric car, you have to charge them overnight. Yeah, I did, I did see an article, by the way, somebody mentioned this as well here, that um, he bought a, a Toyota hybrid two months ago, and I'm very happy with it. And I researched it before I bought it. I haven't heard of anyone who has had any problems. I wouldn't buy a full electric. I heard one radio presenter, and I did see this story, it took him nine hours to get from Dublin to Kerry because he had to stop twice. Yeah, well, that's not... Yeah, I mean, you're sitting around on your bum for 45 minutes, you know what I mean? Now, I know they're getting quicker, and I think until, Mark, they get to a point where you can recharge them as quick as refueling a car, which is going to take, you know, a minute or two minutes with some sort of fast charging system. I think they're snookered. I don't think there's any future for them. Uh, definitely, there's a future there. There's definitely a future. And there's not, it's not only the Tesla. There's a couple of them coming out this year and at the end of the year. I'm a Skoda. Uh, for a taxi, I love Skoda. They're bringing one out the air at the end of the year. For me to get a Tesla on oil at the moment, yeah? Now, I was only out there... A beautiful cars. Right. Now, if I wanted one, do you know when I get it? When? I won't be in until not this October, next October. That's because Elon Musk is too busy sending things to space. All right, listen, thanks, Mark. Uh, let me go to Mario. Mario, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Mario? I'm not so bad, I'm not so bad. You actually hit a very important uh, conversation for me, so I just have to make a call. Okay, this is about the electric cars. Yes. Okay, yes, so, yes, so you no, have an electric car. car. You have one. I actually... Uh, started researching about electric cars since the documentary Who Killed the Electric Car and went to Tesla just started with the Roadster. Oh yeah, but see, the, yeah, this is the, I remember watching this documentary because electric cars first came out in the 1970s, wasn't it, or something like yes, that? Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. So basically, I, through my entire time in university, I was drooling, just watching like and waiting until I could actually finally afford to buy myself a second-hand electric car. And okay. I actually, right now, own two because I have two points to mention what was, you know, previously mentioned with the chap, but I loved it so much, I can't sell it. And the thing is that, in two (laughs) years I own it. You love it so much, you can't sell it. I don't want to. So you're going to keep it forever, Mario? 
It doesn't. It doesn't drop in price. I bought it for the same amount how much I bought it for. I drove it for two, for for uh, two years. And what what yeah. sort of car is it? Well, I have the shittiest electric car you can buy. I have a Mitsubishi iMu. It's the worst range. It's everything. It's the very very first one. Basically, Mitsubishi swooped in just before the Nissan. So we can say they're the first ones to release electric cars. Okay, so now just to point out, by the way, from Mitsubishi's point of view, I'm sure they would suggest they've come on a long way since you bought that. Okay. Of course they did. Of course they did. And that's what the point is. I, I, because there there was, let's say, I have the the first iPhone. And right now you already have iPhone 4, iPhone 5. I can't afford iPhone 4 or 5 yet, but I can't wait for that. Because, Noel, if you try yourself the Tesla, and I'm challenging you, and anybody, Tesla Ireland, just give you a call and give you a spin because once you try it, same like I was, I was very skeptical. I I drove it for the first time and I was sold straight away. It's a, it's a, it's like comparing a, an old phone and a smartphone. There is no denial. That's it. That's the future. Yeah, but what about? I mean, I mind you, as I got older, I'm going for a, a automatic cars more so than I'm going for gears. But what about uh, people who say they enjoy motoring? They enjoy getting out on a Sunday afternoon, steering wheel in their hand, gear stick on the left-hand side. That's good. We need both. We what? need both. We need both. Yeah, but, need, yeah, but, but, they, yeah, but they want to get rid of those. No, like, there's nothing like the sound of a good six-litre engine. <laughs> well, and, and that's a conversation. Like, is it actually... Because the government did not invest into infrastructure for two years. For two years, I was watching how many more charging stations publicly are going to appear. Because I don't own a house, and that was the biggest risk for me. You can survive with the public charging, actually. It's not a big, big, big problem, actually. So, so, okay, so, you, okay, so Mario, where are you charging your car every day? Oh, yeah, it's, you can actually park in the city for four hours. You, you can actually park longer than anything else. You're on the road and charge your yeah, car. But, yeah, but Mario, that's all well and good at the moment. These are incentives to get people to buy the cars. That's not going to last forever. The free charging, the free chargers in your house, being able no, to park for four hours. Now, hold on, once everybody gets them, they're not going to be doing that anymore. Yeah, but you see, the free chargers for uh, the, the, the fast charging is paid now. And actually, that's sort of the issue because a lot of free uh, people were using it as a freebie. You know, leaving their house just to park, park, charge for free. But you see, as the cars are getting better and the ranges are getting better, right now you can get a car which theoretically can do 500 kilometers an hour. That will give you three five, hours. You mean ra- a range of, of five? Yeah, range of 500 kilometers. Yeah. Yeah, range of 500 kilometers. So you can drive for three hours straight. And I used to drive professionally. I used to have other people whose lives were in my hands. And if you actually are a respons- responsible driver, you, ha- you have to take a break every three hours, none less. If you're not taking a break after three hours driving, like you shouldn't be on the road, in my opinion. Yeah, but but, hey, but you're, you're talking about long distance driving. But there are people yeah. like sales representatives, taxi drivers, other people yeah. in business, people who do a lot of driving, who will do you know three to seven hundred miles a day. Um, I you used know, to be just, one. Yeah, mile, just driving around. That's their job. I used to be one. I used to be actually drive also. I used to be insurance, working for an insurance broker. And I used to drive back and forward and never in my busiest day driving around Limerick County and going to Clare and going to Tipperary. Never I reached 500 kilometers. Okay, so so your your thing is you will never, ever go back to diesel or petrol. I actually, and that's the point, because you, you get used to it so much that uh, diesel cars, uh, uh, they're, they're just stupid. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, well, well, hang on. Hang on for a second. Stay there, Mario. Let me go to Gerben as well. Gerben, you're yeah. an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Gerben? Yeah, um, um, I'm fine now. Hi. Um, so, um, so I must confess I'm, I'm driving a diesel car at the moment, but I'm seriously considering to, to switch to an electric car. Well, Mario is a great man for selling them there to people. He's, he's selling the idea here to me really well. Yeah, so I'm, I was looking with amazing eyes at the uh, electric Hummer. That's usually a car like a C6, which is one of the least environmentally friendly uh, cars. But now they work in the electric one. Yeah. Which how brilliant is that? Because, well, hang on, Mario. Let, let Gerben finish what he's saying. So an electric yeah, Hummer, yeah. The, uh, a range of close to a thousand miles, if that is true. And then uh, he was saying, and uh, apparently you can increase the mileage. Yeah, but how much? Yeah, but Gerben, how much is an electric Hummer? How much? What's it cost? Hello? Yeah, how much does it cost to buy an electric Hummer? That's the thing. That's the thing. So I, I, I would need to crowdfund a thing like that. It would cost you about 100k. 100,000? Ah, So I'm working on a Glem site in this case uh, in County Limerick, but that's that's another thing. And uh, for which I need a, like a bigger car, car kind of, and also to get me up the hill, up in the mountains in West Limerick. Yeah, okay. So that's why I, I bought a, a pickup truck, for example. Yeah. But I love to drive an electric pickup uh, if I could uh, afford one. And that's exactly what they're working on in, in the States. Yeah, and, and by the way, I see this in the future. And once they start mass producing these cars, they will get but cheaper. It's close, to Noel. It's close. Will, yeah, well, well, hang on. They do get cheaper as they mass produce. At the moment, they're still very expensive, Gerben. Even a basic electric car is 40 grand. Yeah, but in India and other countries, um, also the taxes are quite low on them. They're way, and then it could be affordable. Look, for example, in Norway. Norway electric cars are heavily uh, sponsored, heavily incentivized. Uh, not just the purchase of an electric car, mm. but also uh, uh, driving an electric car. And that has to be incentivized as well, in my opinion. And then we get the big boom of electric cars in Ireland. And have you driven an electric car yet, Gerben? I know you said you haven't got one at the moment, but have you driven one yet? Have you uh, dri- uh, in this case, a Nissan uh, uh, Leaf. Leaf, in this case. Yeah, yeah. The, the fire run, if you like. Yeah. And I heard the comment over the other day, I actually like the uh, the noise. There's, there's no noise whatsoever. It's no, like there's no a, noise. Just like a <sighs> car, yeah. which is driving around now, like, it's, I just can't believe it. Uh, like I said, if I would, if I could afford one, if I could get up the hill okay. with, with that one, okay. I would. Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you both very quickly before we go to the break. The downsides, okay? So the downsides are, at the moment, charging takes anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes, right? So you have to hang around, all right? Not just, like, filling it up five minutes in a garage, right? That's the downside. The other downside is the battery doesn't last forever. And the battery life, like your mobile phone, the battery health, so to speak, dissipates over a period of 10 years. So by the that, time you that, get to seven or eight years, you, it's not lasting. They might advertise as lasting 450 kilometers. You're down to about 300 kilometers probably after year six or seven because your battery doesn't hold as much charge. And after 10 years, you might have to get the battery replaced, which is quite expensive. So these are you the downsides. You don't need to replace batteries. I, I have multiple electric vehicles and batteries in your mobile phone are overheated, and therefore they don't last as long. And again, we're talking about maybe 20 years of development for electric cars in comparison for so like over 100 years for internal combustion. Yeah, but they've already established, and, and I heard during the break there, because Ruth was telling me she knows a fair bit about them, the Tesla cars, for example, the battery lasts longer in countries with cl- colder climates. So, Which is Ireland, so yeah. good for us. 
Uh, yeah, in, in different climates. So they, in, depending on the climate of the country, the battery lasts differently. Okay, so in Ireland, for example, you're not going to get the same longevity out of a battery that you might get in another country. No, actually, in our, Ireland has the perfect. Ireland's supposed to be the first country where a network for Renault is supposed to be introduced. But Israel came in and swooped in to, to do that in there. Because Ireland, the, the distances are so short. The electric car is perfect for here, for here. Because what, what we have, like, 400 miles from one coast to another, <laughs> that's it. Well, it. well, from top to bottom, it's a bit more than that. It's a bit more than 400, isn't it? What's, well, what's, what's the distance from top to bottom of Ireland? I think it's a little bit more than 400. Uh, from side to side, it's about 300, yeah. yeah. But you see, like, you see, like right now, and I just, there's going to be, pro- I have over points, but that's the last point I wanted to make. So, yeah, but the, but, yeah, but the battery and, doesn't last forever, Mario. They, they last much longer than people think. I had those doubts. Yeah, Gerben, I, are you prepared to change the battery every, whatever, 10, 15 years? I am, and they're also working on the battery which will be uh, non-lithium-based, because that's where the problem lies. Yes, lithium-ion, yeah. Mario's like a salesman for the electric car. I've never had that like him in my life. No, it's, it's like, more, it's it's no, no benefit in kind. You see, everything starts with commercial. Because like right now, government incentivizing uh, you know, your employer to buy your electric yeah, car. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah but you're living in a fantasy, Mario, in some sense. Don't get me wrong. I know you love your electric cars. But all these incentives that are there at the moment, like the free electricity and the benefit and kind that you talk about for, res- for personal use, that's all going to be abolished once they become popular. Once we have to buy them, once the diesel and petrol cars are gone, all those incentivizations will be disappearing. No, but you see, but by the time the technology will be cheap to actually buy, and there's going to be enough. Imagine the fact, like right now, you go and pass a petrol station, and every single week it's like a rolling of the dice how much it's going to cost. And when you're. Yeah, and are you, are you car, telling me that they're not going to tax the electricity you use for your car? That they're not going to have a separate, um, sort of say, race for, or tariff for that electricity for your car within the next four or five years? Of course so they will. Of course they will. No, it's, it's, a, it's a guessing that they will. They, of course they will. They, like they did years ago when they separated nighttime and daytime electricity. They don't do that anymore, uh, I believe. But what they will do is they'll have a separate tariff for, for your cars. They're not going to let people do it cheap. Sure, they're not going to let... I mean, the likes of all these companies, the Statoils and the, all these different oil companies, they're not going to lose out on this. Somebody's going to have to make money along the line somewhere. They're not going to make it that cheap for people to drive around. I don't believe so, anyway. Listen, Gerben... And Mario, thank you very much indeed. I'd love to, loads of people are texting in, by the way, saying they have an electric car, they'll bring it in if I want to have a go. And I'd love to drive one, by the way. If anybody has a Tesla or a decent electric car, um, I, well, there's, there's a few on the market there now. I don't want to be isolating just one. There's a few on the market, obviously Tesla being the most famous because somebody mentions there just because Elon Musk says electric cars into the future doesn't mean it is true. Uh, you're right. I, I don't believe everything Elon Musk says. That piece of junk that he released recently, that Land Rover thing that he drove around New York recently that he tried to smash the window of is, a, is the ugliest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but yeah, if you have a diesel electric car, uh, I'd love to have a spin in it, if you'd let me. Or if anybody, by the way, if any of the car companies out there have an electric car and they want me to drive it for two or three days, I'll give you my opinion on it. I'd love to drive one. I've never driven one. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.